Welcome back to Life with Rajpal Ball. Today marks our 75th episode. It's the three quarters of the way there to the big one hundo. On this episode, I'm just going to talk about something very, you know, very simple, but I think it just needs to be addressed. And it's it's a basic American government concept, and it's like federalism. But it's I'm going to compare dual federalism to cooperative federalism. And I'm going to use the pandemic, the COVID, you know, pandemic and the way President Trump's handled it so far as one thing. And then I'm going to use the Great Depression and how FDR handled that as another. So dual federalism is the standpoint of the federal government does this thing, the state governments do their thing, and there's no, like, cooperation. There's no, like, okay, you do your job, I do my job, then we're done. Um, President Trump somewhat employed this strategy during the pandemic in terms of delegating all authority to the states. Um, how, you know, you might think it's very controversial to not have national standards and national testing and everything like that, right? But at the same time, what what our president did was completely constitutional. So that's, you know, that's the reality. It might be a sad reality, but that's the truth. He just, because one of the enumerated powers of the constitution that the national government has there's no you know enumerated power regarding public health or public safety or like a pandemic but obviously like in 1776 1787 sorry when the constitution was being written and ratified nobody was at the time was even anticipating a pandemic because there's no such thing as like the information age or anything like the world wasn't that globalized yet like it wasn't like what we are the world that we're living in today so trump kind of used like a very passive interpretation of the constitution and as a result right as a result we kind of saw that's what that's what we're seeing in terms of how he's handling the the pandemic um you know if we had arguably if you had a more liberal president or just someone who used an active interpretation of the constitution there would be some sort of national standard for testing safety precautions etc cetera, etc cetera. maybe the federal government would even provide aid to underprivileged communities because the latino the latinx and black communities are really getting hit the hardest by this virus and if anything over the past couple weeks has told you is that black people deserve justice um and you know the time is now to kind of give back to that community right as much as we can because we did them wrong and then like what i'm going to compare so we talked about the dual federalism nature of trump the dual federalist nature so now i'm going to talk more about this cooperative federalism under biden what we could have under Biden, but let's tie it back to FDR. So FDR faced the Great Depression, and he was able to get our country out of the Great Depression. And he never he made fewer people feel like they weren't left behind. Like nobody really felt like, oh, I'm left behind. And Trump clearly kind of, a lot of people kind of feel like they're left behind. If you're not part of his base, you feel like you're left out, right? Because he's only appealing to his base. He doesn't care about the other half of the country, right? She's obviously not not an ideal president. An ideal president's like a unifier, a peacemaker, someone who listens to both sides and reaches a joint conclusion, the compromiser, right? 
Um, but anyways, FDR kind of was a more powerful unitary executive, put control in his own hands. And as a result, he was so relentless in his pursuit that he was able to kind of rescue the country and kind of save us from the Great Depression by starting through the New Deal reforms, right? And stuff like that, national standards, national programs that got our country back on track. And we haven't seen our president care that much about the American people or care that much about his profession to, you know, get, you know, to like rescue the people because he's not really, he's not really doing much right now in that front. And that's, it's disheartening because you want to have someone that you elect you want to have someone in the highest, and you know, he's the president of the United States. He's the president of the United States. He better want to have the best interests of all of his constituents, not just his base, right? It's everyone, every single American's opinion matters, and every single American should feel better. You know, even though it's time of crisis, they should feel like, you know what, the government's looking out for me, right? It's the government's job to be that security blanket that everyone needs at night, or just everyone needs in general, right? Because you never know when things will go wrong, and when they do, you need someone there for you, right? Especially if you're low income. Uh, so that's just my opinion. So cooperative federalism, kind of what FDR did, in my opinion, it was more of like, well, maybe not necessarily what FDR did, but in general, since the Great Depression, it's been this idea of the national governments and the state governments reach goals reach a shared or a common goal together that mutually benefits both parties. And so we could say, like, I guess with the New Deal, sure, it was a national agenda. It was agenda made by our president at the time. But at the same time, the state governments were the ones who kind of carried out this agenda, like the Tennessee Valley Authority, for example, things like that. So it's like the states are helping the national government achieve a common, and they're achieving a common goal that'll help the whole country. Right. So I feel like during times like a pandemic, we need a more we need we need someone who's, you know, who's a cooperative federalist, understanding that, you know what, I'm not going to leave the states behind. I'm not infringing on states rights because my agenda will not only benefit the national government, make us look good, but it'll also the states will be involved. They'll have a voice and they can carry out these programs. Right. So no states will feel left behind, and then no individual will feel left behind. So the only, back, the only problem with the cooperative federalist approach right now during the pandemic would be, okay, so some states don't have as many cases as other states, so there could be, and then if you're the national government and you're like pushing everyone to do these things, but your state's totally okay, that's, you know, that's infringing on states' rights. It could be a Tenth Amendment thing. So you might have a little bit of backlash, but at the end of the day, it is definitely more effective from a resolving the pandemic standpoint and kind of moving on from the pandemic than this dual federalist or this limited government approach where, you know what, the states can do what they want. It's not really a specified power for the national government, so we'll just sit back and see what happens. So I hope you guys gained a lot of ins- gained some insight from this episode. Um, hope you have a great rest of your night. Enjoy your Friday and talk to you guys. Talk to you guys tomorrow. And thank you to our sponsor, Anchor FM.